rotation. I don't know if you guys saw today. They sent down Nick Pavetta and brought yeah. up Jared Dykoff. Dykoff uh, had four strong innings last night for us to end that game. Yes, he did. Uh, it's a good decision. L- listen, Pavetta was, I mean, God, he so inconsistent. We got an update already. Already, uh, Chris. Th- full count. Full, full count. count. All right. Three and two bases low. Oh, God. How many outs? Man. Two outs. Two outs. Oh, it's getting trying to take Trying to take two out of three before we get on the plane. Stay to Colorado people. tomorrow. Come on, Hector. So, listen, Vic Pavetta, I mean, we've all seen it since the beginning of the season. just been so inconsistent. And, and another thing, his pitch count was rose so high last night. You know, he got he got spotted an eight, eight to ten run lead at the first inning, and he throws 100 pitches in five innings. A guy like that, he needs to go at least seven. He just needs to go at least seven innings. Yes! Yes! Uh, we oh, got, sorry. We got an update. Go. Sorry. Go. Game's over. Phil's win 3-2. Nice. Beautiful. Hector Neris, he's dodging out of trouble. I heard he got into a little bit of a jam there. Oh, yeah. The yeah, bases loaded to jam. He uh, hit Wilson Ramos to uh, load Ooh, the bases. Yeah. Gave up, gave up an infield single to get the Mets close, but he got out of it. All right. Nice. That's two out of three. We head to Colorado tomorrow to start a four-game series. Um, and I, what is that, Eflin tomorrow? That let me check real I believe quick. It's, I believe it's Zach. That Colorado ha, has been very cold as of uh, the beginning of this season. I believe last I checked they were four and twelve. Yes. So I, if that's a team that's struggling, I certainly want to take a bite out of them. Right. They're always in yeah. that that ballpark's tough though. Playing Coors Field. Yes. Colorado is Zach Eflin. Zach Eflin tomorrow. Yep. Okay. And he but, got he got lit up his last start against Miami. And I still think yes. the the whole thing that I'm still worried about is the pitching because. No, me, myself, Max, Tanner, we went to the game on Monday. Uh, you're so you know, cool. the the college Philly series. But in we started counting Aaron Nola's pitching count, like what, in the fourth inning? Yeah. Third and it or was, fourth, yeah. And he was up to eighty plus pitches. Like yeah. that's still concerning. Nick Pavetta throwing on a hundred plus pitches in what, five innings you guys said? That's yeah. it's still too much. The pitch count is just way too high. I don't know what's going on with these guys. Listen, after that first start, I thought it was it was just a bump in the road for him. Everybody has that bad start. But again, you look around the league, there's guys like Chris Sale hasn't had the best start to the season. Syndergaard, who pitched against Nolan Monday night when mm-hmm. we were there, he had, he's had a rough start to the season. So I don't know if it's the weather having a factor on these guys, if they're just missing a location. But Nola, we all know he has the stuff. His velocity's not down or anything. No. You know, he's not he's not hurt. Um, he's just not locating his pitches. Kind of how Zach Leflin in his last start, he didn't locate either, and, and you saw what happened to him. So, right. you know, he just needs to figure it out. I'm not worried again. Um, the thing I was concerned about was injury, but I'm thinking more. I mean, we were there Monday. It was yeah, like we the were. coldest game I've ever been to. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Matter of fact, on Monday, Chris, these two guys wanted to leave bottom of the first inning. We were in a, a baseball game. Bottom we were of the first in inning. Suits. These guys were I'm very cold. People weren't even sitting down yet. Suits? How many layers did you have on? Tanner was the only one who was actually prepared. Tanner's the only fan. I had a, a button shirt and a blazer on, and it, it, yeah, um, I'll, I'll be the first one to say I would, I would have ran out of there in the first inning. However, I'm glad we stayed a little bit longer because yes. we ended up having a good time down there. Yeah, we did. I would hope had some so. Solid oh, seats. Absolutely. Got to so. pick up this swag hat. So, yeah, you know. you if you don't want to be there, I'll go. Unfortunately, <laughs> the outcome wasn't what we wanted, but no. we, still, we no. still enjoyed the time. We were no, there. but how about Edwin Diaz in that bo- I know we, we we dipped out of there a little early, but I know Edwin Diaz struck out our, our heart of the order. He struck out Harper, Hoskins, and Real Muto. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, he really finished us off. But, again, taking two out of three today was great. Yes, Hopefully was. we can continue our momentum tomorrow in Colorado. Um and just keep winning series, man. We're not going to win all these games. You know, no, we're not going to win them we're all. We're not. You know, I like to see Eikhoff. I know we saw glimpses of him last year, especially towards the end of the season. He got healthy and made that last start. Had a good start to the end of last year, and now in spring training, he had a good spring training. Um, you know, hopefully, he can't get much worse than Nick Pavetta. So hopefully, he can step in here as a number five. I know Velasquez could be the number five, but either way, 
I just need some consistency. You know, we all, we all hope they have consistent pitching. That's another guy who had a really good outing last time. Vince Velasquez. He yeah, he gave up that homer, but he went through five. Was it yeah five? five no hit innings. No right? hitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, now that was that was the game I believe where it went fourteen innings, and the whole pitching staff in total got seventeen Ks. Yeah. That that was a. And by the way, my boy Arano, six Ks in a row. Victor Arano. Oh yeah. oh oh! I I was like. Ugh. He's that, been that great. made me feel good. No, he's been really great for us. Hey. You, now, got, a, you got a man crush over there? Chris? I do. Because he was the only guy out of the bullpen last year, other than Sir Anthony, that I felt comfortable Eddie with. Ramos. Eddie Ramos was okay last year. Yeah. I know he, he, this year, obviously, he was not been great. V- Victor, of the guys in the bullpen, Victor Arano is my favorite guy. Definitely. Now, what do you guys think about my boy, Scott Dinger- <laughs> Dingery? Scott oh, Dingery. Man. Scott We're, Dingery. Say it one more time. Scott Dingery. Seriously? He, he's yes. been hot, man. Yeah, he has. He's been hot. Another three, homer today, right? Three-run homer yeah, last night. Uh, solo bomb today. Dude, man, if he keeps hitting the ball like that, mm-hmm. say, I mean, even though Cesar got a homer today, Cesar might need to sit a little more often. Listen, I, I think I agree with you 100%. The yeah. way Kingery's swinging the bat right now, I know Cesar's a switch hitter. Now, I know that's a very rash take. And, and you know what Gabe Kapler's doing? But it's doing? not—it's not extreme. No, he's he, Gabe Kapler's putting Scott wherever he's filling in for. So Segura hit second usually in the lineup. Segura filled or Kingery fills in for Segura today, mm. and he hit second in the lineup after hitting like what six or seven last night. So I think, listen, coming coming into the season, he went through a couple games there. It was like three, four games where he didn't see any playing time. He steps right in, and he's been hot since then. And you can see he can hit kind of anywhere in the order after yep. after the last couple games. So. Um, hopefully he can keep it up. And right. I, I'll admit, after last season, I wasn't high on him coming into this year. But from the start, what we've seen, he's been excellent for us. I didn't. I did, sorry. No, why not? No, keep going with the hot hand. I never like you know benching guys who, in favor of somebody who you officially started the season with. I never believed in that. Who with the hot guy? I don't care who it is. That's why you know as much as you guys fussed with me about you know Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, uh-huh. I still probably would still went with Nick Foles because he was the hot hand. Mm-hmm. But back to baseball, just gonna stick with the hot hand. Yeah, Scott Kingery's hot. He's, he's hitting the ball well, and he certainly got rewarded today. I didn't realize this. He was uh, hitting in the tool hall. Yeah, I didn't plays at Gene Segura. Hopefully, Gene Segura doesn't have to go on the uh, injured list. But just a tight um, hamstring pull last night. Um, but it's good. I mean, I mean, listen, Reese was banged up there. We saw that for a little bit, that, that game he missed with the ankle injury. And now um, what Segura is now, he's hurt. So um, it's glad we got some bench pieces to be able to step in there and fill out, fill out, the, uh, to fill out the lineup for us. Yep. Did, they, did they bring up a guy today? Yeah. Uh, infielder. infielder? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Ryan, uh, Ryan Gosselin. Or not Ryan Gosselin. Uh, wow. His name's Phil. Phil? Was it, Phil. Is it Phil? Phil Gosselin. Ryan Gosselin, that's embarrassing. Phil? No, just what is going on back there? <laughs> Yesterday was a little bit of a weird lineup with Hoskins out. And we had Andrew McCutcheon starting, obviously. And then Gene was in the second spot, but then he, he was pulled out hamstring injury-wise. Yeah, last time so he got injured. after that, it was we had Andrew Knapp playing first base. <laughs> yeah. So, and Listen, then, Andrew Knapp well, can barely Franco catch. started so. playing First base, and then after that, they had to spread it out. They made so. some defensive changes yeah. in there. And Altair played center. I'm he sure did. you were a big fan of that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He scored 14 runs, and he went 0 for 5. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do that. You know, you think, oh, maybe he got a hit. Nope. What in the world? <laughs> this is us thinking about Scott King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what the setup was. About to be professional. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that UT? Yeah, that might have been my bad. <laughs> oh, I had a blog up. I'm sorry. We, sorry. Yeah, we were in the head. Uh, you were in our heads thinking about how great Scott Kingery is. Yeah, yeah that was a beautiful moment we just shared together. <laughs> just, just wait. Future leadoff guy, Scott Kingery. Wow, maybe <laughs> really? I don't know the way the way our lineup is right now. I don't mess with it, but man, I don't no, have no problem. Uh, no, 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 yeah, can I, I agree with you. Can I be honest right now? I don't think these Phillies are too consistent right now. No, they're, they're not. not. They're, I'm right now. I'm still not impressed with. I mean, these guys are so talented in the way they've been playing. Mm. On the 13th, we lost to the Marlins 10 to three. Yeah, Zach Eflin. That was the Eflin got, game. That was that the was Eflin game where he got left. Eflin up. game. So. I don't know. I, don't, I think the Marlins aren't as as weak as we expected. I think they got some talent, not not like division winning talent, but they got a little bit of talent and they got some arms, some young arms. So I think we maybe underestimated the Marlins coming in. But yeah, I agree. There's no excuse for that. Zach off on the way, especially the way he was pitching to begin the season. He had those two dominant starts and then goes to Miami. You're thinking, wow, I can't get any easier for Zach Eflin, and all of a sudden he gets lit up. So hopefully. And then- Right. He can he can uh, bounce back tomorrow. And then there's games like yesterday. What was the final score? Four, fourteen to three. Fourteen to three, where the Mets pitcher couldn't even get out of the first inning. No, Ten couldn't even couldn't even record, couldn't even record out. out. Ten runs in the first inning. Like J- yeah. J- JT and Dingery were just going off, yeah. man. <laughs> and Franco too. Franco's been Franco, hot. Our Franco big guy, well. Franco. Yep. But the problem is, we can't expect that day in and day out. This pitching has to that. That the upper management has to do something about this pitching. We cannot rely on, you know, going out and scoring seven plus runs each game. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. A report came out today that we're, we're in, us and the Mets are interested in Mike Miner from the Texas Rangers. He's been he's been hot to, to start the season. He has like an area two point six oh. He had he battled injuries his whole career, um, but again, another he's a lefty too, so a lefty to come in the rotation yeah. for us. Um, Again, you know, and, and back to the Pavetta thing, getting sent down. You wouldn't expect that. But if this was last year, there's no way Pavetta would get sent down. You know, you, they would try to let him work out, you know, his his mechanics or stuff like that. Right. But, you know, this this move shows there's no, there's no like, leeway here. You know, if you're not pitching well and you're not being consistent, then you're going to get sent down. All right. As many hitters as we have, I mean, this is a this is a stacked team, you know, hitting-wise. So, yes, they're not playing around no more. Nope. This is not a rebuilding year. This is a year that we're going to compete. If you're not going to bring your stuff, then guess what? See ya. Yeah. I, if there's reports going around that Kimbrel's close to signing to it with a team, there's no specifics out yet. But, I mean, if we got Kimbrel, I mean, I'm sure none of us would be you know, free. None of us would be, that wouldn't be a bad move, in my opinion. No. None of us would hate that. But um, I think what we need right now, for the most part, is, is a starter. Um, and I think that in the minor leagues, like Drew Anderson, he got called up. He had a great spring training mm-hmm. and he got called up the other night when we were there threw three pitches and got three outs and then got sent down the next day so i don't know if that was just because we needed innings out of our rotate or out of our bullpen or um yeah because i think he's a, actually he's a starter in the minor leagues so if we if he were to come up you know there's guys out there and i think that was another thing too there's guys like ranger suarez in the minor leagues and eikhoff was down there too that these back end of the rotation guys like like pavetta or velasquez if they were to struggle there's guys waiting to take their spots all right. Th- this and, would. Sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. I'm just, uh, you know, just it just came to my mind. Uh, if Boston keeps struggling this year, they're six and twelve, and uh, they're looking to offload and maybe a Cut guy salary. you look at, maybe David Price. That is now that's a bit risky. He's in. He's he signed that huge deal a couple of years ago. He's in. How the old is he? Uh, he he's got to be like 34, he, 35 at this point. No, he, maybe not 35. He's 33 right 33, now. Okay, he's, he's in the middle of his fourth year, so if we were to take him on, a lot of money. he would have three more years. Yeah, that's a lot of money. It's a risky deal, but that is a guy I feel like 
they're not going to ask. They're, they they will have a decent asking price, right. but th- not as much as like a Mass and Bumgarner. Right. I agree. Because so, Bumgarner is so much younger. Oh, yeah. The whole thing, the knock-on price this whole career has been how, how is he pitching in the postseason. Yeah. Um, and even last year, I think he struggled in the beginning of the postseason. I don't know how. I think he, he didn't finish poorly. That small but, stint with the Blue Jays, he really impressed me there. Oh, now, yeah. that, was, that was also just, you know, a... You could maybe just say that's a hot couple months he had. Yeah. But he's always been, and I feel like it's a little rude to call him an above-average pitcher. But no, he was, be- yeah, he's been an ace at one point. I think, yeah. I think another thing that's a possibility is a reunion with Cole Hamels. Um, mm. The Cubs, the Cubs, you know, they started out slow, and if they were looking to cut salary, a reunion with Cole. They were talking about that last year, too. Yeah, the yeah never they were talking about trading for Cole. Come home, Cole. Possibility. Come home, Cole. I know everyone's talking about how we need to improve the bullpen, but... I think position-wise, I, I would like to still improve behind the plate, catcher-wise. I know we got JT, but Andrew Knapp, I'm not really comfortable what with think, the way he's playing. Anybody in the minor leagues for us? I don't. Yeah, I don't. Your know hatred for Aaron Altair is the same hatred I share for Andrew, Andrew Knapp. Knapp. Yeah. <laughs> that man should not be wearing a Phillies uniform. No, I agree with you. He went 0 for 5 in the game against the Marlins, where we went into extra innings, and he stranded five men on base. Yeah. And they kept putting him in. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. Yeah, I think at this point now, I, the Kapler and the guys might just be thinking, you know, we got so much talent up and down our lineup. If we want to have a guy like Knapp in there once in a while, right. I mean, they're not expecting anything of him. But, I mean, he, he I guess in their he, opinion, he's he gets not stopping any balls back there, too. That's a good so, point. Yeah. Yeah. That's my. That's the one thing I, I, I'm, like, concerned about. I mean, he <laughs> he's literally in there to just have a good – just play good – if you're not going to hit, play good defense. Right. You know, got to keep and, that ball in front of you, but he's and just he can't, not doing that. He can't do that either. Um, I was a big fan of Drew Butera out of spring training. I know he was a lot older. I think he was like 30, he's 35. But, I mean, I wasn't expecting – out of your catcher, unless you, unless we have guys like JT Romito, like a, a catcher, right. you're not expecting anything much offensively unless you have one of the top like five in the game. But, I mean, I agree with you. If we were to get an upgrade defensively, because that was one of our struggles last year right. where we had so many errors and and – you know he hasn't helped us from that standpoint this year. So yeah, I agree. If, we, if there's any option, any option, I'm telling you, any right. other option, even if the, I've never heard of the guy before, and and he's got potential, I I say bring him. I'm telling you, I'm really being serious. That's why I really like Wilson Ramos. Now I know we couldn't afford him, but yeah, I, I like if you had Wilson Ramos on this team instead of trading for JT Real Muto, would you be upset? I honestly, I, I, would, I wouldn't be that. I, upset like, no, I, I know, liked him. When I he really was liked him last year. He was really, really good for us, but, but he can he could flat out hit. Oh yeah, man, he could. Yeah. The only, only knock on him was he he was he's so injury prone that he, he might right. not be able to catch like back to back days does. night after day after night. Yeah, game. yeah, he does have glass um, bones. Then we had to deal with Alfaro. Yeah, <sighs> nah, we don't want him at all. Yeah, no, man. I was fine with Alfaro. Really? I he's a young. guy. I don't think he was much better than Andrew Knapp. He was he was a little bit better than the, internet the behind the plate was the, yeah. behind the plate. I now yeah he didn't not the best blocker, but that guy he can throw the ball down to second, and he has a much better bat than Andrew Knapp. Yeah, he strikes he For strikes sure. out. That's a, not a lot. saying a lot though. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like saying he has a better bat than me. Listen, when he hits the ball, it, it goes very far, but but that rarely happens. He strikes out like close to half half sh- his at bat. Right. So you should have seen Max's reaction when they put um, Aaron Altair into the game. <laughs> Yeah, and what happened? On Monday. What happened? Did he get a hit? Ooh, no, what? he did not get a hit. He made, he made contact. He made contact. There you go. I guess I guess that's what we hope for with him now. Just making contact. So oh, you big dummy. The only guy to hit a grand slam off uh, Clayton Kershaw. Aaron Altair. Yeah, that's now, true. Now, I mean, sure, that might be the only thing, but that's still quite a feat. It is a feat. Yeah. Tell his grandkids that when he goes. <laughs> 
going to have no other stories to tell. So, <laughs> All right, let's transition to some Sixers talk now. I want to get – T, I know you had a story out with Brett Brown in yeah, the locker room situation. This is, this is interesting. Um, I was reading up on this this morning, and I just really found it interesting that, you know, this is coming out, you know, after, you know, the series is tied at 1-1 one and one and they have a game tomorrow night yeah. um, in Brooklyn. Um, that It was a story from the New York Daily – News and it said that 76's Brett Brown is heading for a coaching purgatory. Basically, to make a long story short, what this article is basically saying is that if Brett Brown doesn't get it together, then Brett Brown's out of here. If he, if the Sixers get knocked out in this series and he's out of here, which I think we all pretty much know that, where if he goes to the second round and he loses, okay, he might still keep his job. But it was basically saying that, in other words, there's a lot of turmoil in the locker room. Um, different personalities different clashing. Different personalities clashing. Joel Embiid isn't exact. Joel Embiid got into it with a staff member. And I'm just, this is interesting timing of this coming out. I agree. I don't, I, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to say, what, I mean, we're in the middle of playoffs here. There's no time Correct. for distractions. Or no. we got to focus. This is not the time for, you know, articles like this to come out. It's almost like the same thing with the Carson Wentz article. This is the wrong time for it to come out. This is a stupid time for it to come out, especially considering the fact that they didn't look like the same 76ers team that we expected in that first game. Not at all. And Ben Simmons is really the ire of my anger at this point. Why do you say that? Because I seen something, um, and I hate I hate saying this. I was watching first take, and I seen Stephen <laughs> A. Smith, and he said something that I, I I agree with, and he said that Ben Simmons is going to be the downfall of the 76ers in the playoffs, and that's not that far fetched. Regular season, Ben Simmons is a monster, but. Your, his lack of a jump shot and his lack of a free throw shot hurts the 76ers down the line because all that spacing. Now, where is he going to pass the ball to? So at times he's aggressive and at times he's not. At times he played defense and at times he's not. And it also says in this article that there was a rumor going around that Elton Brand was actually trying to trade Ben Simmons because he called Ben Simmons uncoachable. Now, I don't get too much into articles. I don't get too much into rumors. But how much of this... Can you just, you know, poo-poo? How much of this can you just really, you know, push off to the side? Because how long has Ben Simmons, how long Ben Simmons been playing now? This is what, his second this second is season? His second now? full season. So, and there's no development on his jump shot at all. So how far fast is that? I look at guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, where he didn't have a jump shot, but he was very tall and he was very athletic. <laughs> he played defense, but he worked on that jump shot. Now, I dare you guys to leave him open at the three point line. He's going to shoot it, and he's going to hit it. Yeah, that's the development I want to see every year. Giannis is working on something. Heck, there's rumor going around that LeBron James was trying to recruit him for Space Jam too, which, by the way, is a bad idea. I hate that idea. Leave the classics alone. Yeah. Anyway, that's a rant for another day. But back to the matter at hand. Giannis is so focused on his game, he doesn't want to do the movie. He's focused on the playoffs, and he's focused on working on his game. That's the type of player I want in this city. If Ben Simmons isn't willing to work on his game, I don't want him. I don't care how much talent you have. I, you know, I agree with you 100%. I, I think when we're trying to structure this team, and he, he just – and I said this from the very beginning. I don't have a problem with Ben Simmons as a player. No. But you got to put him – I mean, he's a 6'10 point guard. Why don't move him to, to power forward? Why not move him to power forward? Does anybody, does anybody have – I mean, I know – 
a power not all the forwards these days everybody has to shoot the basketball right unless you're a center and even now even the centers these days shoot <laughs> correct but, uh, maybe you know, too much sometimes yeah true. i've seen joel that was for you yeah. stop stop i've the seen simmons shoot. in the post and and he yes. besides Embiid, he's a, probably our best post player yes. i mean he's got great moves mm-hmm. and he's got great vision with his passing if, if he doesn't have a look to the basket he can pass it out and get an open shot I think if we put Simmons at the at a, at a forward position, I know people are saying you want him at the point guard because he's got great vision and he's got great That's passing fine. ability. But you know he doesn't have to be the facilitator. You know you can Correct. get a guy in there that can actually shoot the basketball. Correct and help us out from a guard standpoint. Um, Especially since you know JJ Redick, while he is an excellent shooter, he's a liability on defense. Yeah, I just don't think we're built we're built for for championship success. At, no, at not this yet. Point. Not yet. You know, I just think our pieces. I think we might. We have the talent. I just don't think the pieces are in the right pos- the right positions right now. For to us. me personally, I, I feel like it's more drama now than basketball. Uh, mm. This past week, especially with first of all, we lost to the Nets, which was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. But it was it was more of a a mental thing. I feel like the uh, the game we lost to the Nets on the bench, players were on their phones. Yeah, Mir Johnson. They yeah. just weren't in it. Embiid and Amir Johnson were looking at phones, laughing. We were down what? At least 10 yeah. that at that point, me. and they were looking yeah. at their phone. And then after the game, understandably so, the fans were booing the Sixers, and Ben Simmons had something to say about how these fans aren't really with them. And we're just upset. You stay guys on, just lost to the Stay Nets. on that side. Stay on that side. What do you mean stay on that side? Dude, we spent our hard-earned money. Sometimes I've heard of fans even spending their last dime on, our, on these sports teams supporting y'all. Are you kidding me? We have every right to boo. Especially if you're not going to put forth the effort that we put forth into going to the game and seeing you. Yeah, I, I, right. I agree. We're not booing because we hate you guys. We're booing because we know you can do better, and yes. we want to see we want to see you do better. It's like that parent that you know always gets on you because you bring home a bad grade. That parent doesn't punish you because they want to or because it's entertaining to them. That parent is punishing you because they know you can do better and they want to see you do better. That's the exactly. reason why we boo. We're passionate about what we do. Listen, I'm sorry. I, I think I think I going in, I think I think going into the tour, especially towards the end of the season, you know, we we all sit there those 82 games, and, and you know, we have to turn it up for the play. I remember last year it was so different. We just had so much momentum going into the the postseason, that 16 game winning streak, and everybody was just having a, a great time. You know, everybody was on the same page. There wasn't any like Jimmy Butler, or not. I mean, I know how great of a player he is, but I just feel like everybody was know their knew their role in the team. You know, right. what I mean, I think we were so together last year, and that's what helped us. Now with this year's team, I just think. Butler's not happy. I just think and B's and no one's happy. You know, I just think we can't get on the same page. Tobias, his listen. Tobias is a good player. He kind of just does his thing. Right. Doesn't he's not really outspoken that much. But he has been playing his best, especially the, that first game. Um, and, and a guy like with his talent just has to do more. And right. it, it was one of my concerns going into the postseason was the simple fact that we only they only played together what. 20, 25 games. Yeah. It's not a lot of time to really build a chemistry, a commodity, if you will. It's, it's just not. There's it's no, not a there's lot. There's no time. consistent through. I mean, how right. did Jimmy Butler drop how many points did he drop in game one? And how, I mean, how, he was how going many did he off. put in game two? I mean, it's. I think he only had like maybe like ten points. Uh, maybe, yeah, I think he had seven. It's an outrage. Seven. Seven. So, there's no consistent. He had seven points in game two. So how does how what what happened there? Like. How, does do we just go to different games? Right. You take more shots than this guy. Oh, next game the you'll take more. The inconsistency is ridiculous. There's no like. Oh, I'll take the shot whenever I want to take the shot. You know. And I feel I, like these guys are sorry to interrupt, no, but good, I yeah. feel like these guys are kind of competing for the spotlight because so many stars on one team gets dangerous. We've seen that with LeBron's team last year, where yeah. everyone had to go. But it's 
they're competing against each other almost besides except for competing against the other team. Listen, I just I, I always go back to just play to your strengths. You yep. have a seven two center. Use run him. plays for him. Why is he standing on perimeter? I know he can shoot. I know he wants to shoot it, and that's a mismatch for other teams. You can say that Joel Embiid is probably the most dominant center in the NBA. It, do I have any arguments? No. So that being said, run the offense through with Joel Embiid. Keep put him in the post. And even if he, even if he doesn't get the touch, just he's down the rebound. He's taller than everybody else yes. on the floor. You know what and I mean? even if even if they double team him down there, guess what? He can pass it out. He's not that shabby of a passer. Listen, at this point, we're not switching positions here. I mean, the guys are going to stay where they're going to stay, and they're going to they're going to play the way they have been. I mean, I'm I'm talking Simmons at the four, maybe in the future, because I you know he's one of those guys where I don't want him. He's too talented. I don't want to just have him walk, and I don't want him to be unhappy here because he's he's too talented of a player. Just be like, oh, we don't need you because you can't shoot. I mean, he could still do I, so many things well. And I totally agree with you. I hundred ten percent agree with you. But I'm also a person who doesn't necessarily believe in potential. I believe. In your work ethic. I believe in you developing some more skill. Okay, yes, you came into the NBA as an athletic freak. Yes, you can get to the paint at will when you feel like it. The problem is you don't get to it when we need you to it. Right. And then on top of that, teams are disrespecting you because of your lack of a jump shot right. at the end of the day. I don't care if you rim it out. I don't care if it's an air ball. Present the threat. It's the threat. You never know what a ball is going to bounce, yes. especially for those three-point shots. Uh, th- the strength part of these things, like Jimmy Butler's one of the best one-on-one players I've ever seen. I never see him be like, unless it's towards the end of the game where it's a game-winning shot, where they just clear out for him and let him create for himself. You know what I mean? Just just let these guys play their strengths. Yes. They kind of just come and run this motion offense. Put the guys in position. Like, Ben Simmons in transition. He's one of the most unstoppable guys. He's like LeBron running down the court. Like, no one's going to step in front of him. Get him out in transition. Get that rebound and fling that thing out to him on the run and let him play to his strengths. When he comes down in that set offense, he, he immediately, like, he obviously, freezes you know, up. Exactly. He freezes up. He, he pa- I mean, he, he passes the ball. The only time you see him maybe late in the shot clock or or he's just let me attack to the basket because you know I'm not going to shoot. Right. Let him get out in transition and run. Let Butler go one-on-one. He set a screen for him. Set like set a double, a a double, screen. Set double screens for Reddick. Don't just come up and be, and be set a lazy screen, you know? Right. Run plays to set him. Th- and that goes back to Brett Brown with the coaching standpoint. Set J.J. doubles. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. And and I just feel like I know he's not going to help you defensively, but he's one of the best shooters in the league. Get him open, hit double screens, and get him those open three-pointers. Right. I feel like he's, he tries so hard to get open offensively, cutting through the lane and coming off those screens. I just feel like... Yeah. I just, I just feel like J.J. Redick is just – he has to get open off of those screens. And I think he loses energy cut, go, running that motion offense and cutting and coming off. I mean, because by that time, if he doesn't get a shot off, he has to run back immediately play defense. Right. And the guy he's always against is always going to be bigger and, and, and more physical than him right. because he's not the biggest guy in stature, especially the guards these days are, are huge and, and so athletic. I just feel like that's why we've had him to go to our bench. And when we have to go to our bench – That's when we really get That's in when we're in, we're in serious right. trouble. And I've been one of the probably one of the more, you know, one of the few guys who've actually defended Brett Brown. But the more I watch this team, the more I the less I can defend him. I'm really I'm struggling at this point. Because like you said, it's different things that you can be doing and you're not doing it. it I just yeah. feel like they're doing the same thing and hoping for a different result. Yeah. And that's insanity. 
I think you just got to keep it simple. You know D'Angelo Russell's the best player on the Nets. If he's starting to get hot, just double-team the guy. Yes. Leave somebody open in the corner. If they hit the shot, okay. If they, let them open again. If you hit the shot, okay, then you got to adjust to that. But if you leave one of their worst, they don't they don't have that many talented players on that team. No. Leave, them, leave a guy who's like the fifth-best player on that cor- court leave for them. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. If he's going to shoot the three, then shoot the three and take it. You know, But you got to get the ball, especially in game one, or, or especially toward how, the, how hot D'Angelo Russell's been towards yes. the season. If he's going to get hot... Then you got to adjust to that. You can't just let guys go one on one. And I again. said that before the series even began. I said the Nets should not be a team everybody should overlook because of D'Angelo team. Russell. Yeah, the D'Angelo team. Russell, when he, D'Angelo Russell, and for some reason, Spencer Dinwiddie, for some reason, we cannot stop Spencer Dinwiddie. But D'Angelo Russell, when he gets hot, yeah. he is hot. There is no stopping him. Right. Uh, from what I know, no, we're not NBA coaches or anything, obviously. No. But, but from what we see and watch on TV, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that. Doesn't seem that difficult, you know. You just kind of ha- you just have to have to play to your strengths. Have to keep it simple on offense and defense. I mean, that's how you win. You want to win a championship or not? And the Cousins is hurt now with the Warriors. There's a bunch of question marks with him. I just feel with, with the Warriors. I mean, I just feel like now. I know that they still have Durant. And they still have Steph. But now it's so wide open. Now we're taking that center out. Yes. Because when we played the Warriors in, in Golden State earlier in the season, and we we won that game, we just looked like. We were so cohesive, and now with Cousins out, I think it's a Warrior, little bit about one more right, right up. Because with, with, when they acquired DeMarcus Cousins and DeMarcus Cousins came off of that injury, listen, DeMarcus Cousins was basically the—he was their shield, basically. Like, he was the one thing that, you know, kept them—he was the one thing that kept the Warriors together. And now with DeMarcus Cousins being out— I mean, the Warriors are wide open now because now their paint is wide open. They don't have nobody in the paint to really stop them. Yeah. So, you know, listen, now the Warriors are weak. This is not the time for the Sixers to be playing around. If the Sixers are the team that, you know, everybody expects to go to the finals, mm-hmm. they need to start playing better because now I think it's not even up for debate who's going to go up, come out of the West. You're going to go against the Warriors, period, point blank. This is not the time to relax. Yeah. This is not the time for drama like this to be coming out. I just feel like this is all for us to just, you know, let our frustration out. The way yeah. we've been playing, all the all the locker room stuff that's going on. Just, uh, and, the, and the things coming out. And I wasn't really surprised I when I heard pissed it. off. I wasn't really surprised when I heard that because I just feel like this. I think this whole thing goes back to Butler. Butler came here. I just feel like his personality is he wants to be the guy. And I get that. I understand how talented he is. But we need... If we want to go far, and I don't want to have to watch this whole season because coming into the season we had the same exact team, right? And we're like, oh man, we're probably not going to go that far this year. Then we get Butler, and it's like, okay, but that still doesn't put us towards a championship contender. And then we go out and get Harris. I just feel like we need this season. I don't want to just end. I just don't want it to end on on a note where it's just like we're not all we're not all on the same page. We're not all together and have after the season over have Jimmy walk, have Tobias walk, and then where are we? You know, right? That just, I mean, I don't want to see Jimmy walk. But the more and more I see this team play, the more I feel like he is going to walk. And we're now we're going to have to replace. We're now we're going to have to replace Jimmy. Yeah, there's, no, there's no more Covington. There's no more Sarge. You know? Right. Now you gave away those pieces. So now what are you going to do to replace that talent? Uh, and the bench again. The bench is a concern too. The bench has always been a concern for me, especially when you did get rid of Covington and Sarge. Now don't get me wrong. I like the trade. I, I like the trade. Cool, we won't that you be where we Jimmy. are without them. Correct. Yeah. But. I mean, I'll tell you what. You though, say, say we never did the Jimmy trade. Listen, right? Say we still had Sarge and Covington on this team, plus Tobias, and we have like one of those guys come off the bench. We're in a much better position, in my opinion. 
That, and that is true. That's the, that is something to think about. But we are we are where we are now, though. Yeah, we are what we are, back. and you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We can't look back. It is what it is. Yeah. Do I think we are going to put you know pull it off against the Nets in this series? Yes, I do. Ultimately, think that we will. But we've got to get it together if we're going to beat to- the Torontos, the Milwaukee's. We're not we're not capable of beating those teams right now. The Celtics, right. they can smoke us again. Right. And listen, every team goes through struggles. I mean, the Warriors lost the Clippers. They blew a 31-point lead. So it's just, it's really mental is what you got to think about and how you recover from those losses. Yeah, I think, and, and the whole thing with Prep Brown, he went in the locker room and lit a fire under us, and we came out and scored 145 points. So we know we're capable, and we want to yes. turn it on. We have the talent on that, especially in that starting five, to get the job done. It takes a coach to cuss you out. I just feel like we were, after all these trades were made, we were so excited. Like, we can, seriously, we can be a contender for this championship this year and go far. I'm not saying win the whole thing, but I'm saying, like, okay, if this thing ends in the first round, even the second round, it's just like, yeah. what do, I just feel like I wasted that, that whole season. Yeah, on paper, we look good. And that's the difference. It's one thing to look good on paper, but players still got to play the game. Yeah. Paper, yeah, everybody looks good on paper. Absolutely. Everybody looks like mm-hmm. a beast. Mm-hmm. It's when you actually get in the game and play against that team. Sure. I mean, look at look at Miami when they lost to the Spurs. And everybody had Miami. Everybody had everybody the Miami. Everybody had Miami heat. winning that. Yep. They look because they look good on paper. Yeah, and then and then they ran into guys like Duncan Ginobili, Parker. Those guys, Danny Green was great. Kawhi was great. Um, and I, you're, I agree 100 percent with you. I, I just I just really hope that we can get this thing rolling and and not have it end in, in the first round or the second round because that would just be a failure in my opinion. It would. It would be an ultimate failure, especially when you lose to the Nets, a team that you're expected to win against, and a team that you can win. Yeah, against 100 percent. Now I'm going to bring up something. Maybe you guys have opinions about this, but how would you feel if Jay Wright? became the Sixers head coach. After this season, it didn't work out with Brett Brown. We got rid of him. And Jay Wright wanted to coach for the Sixers. I, I think, Would I you think go with Jay Wright I don't want, another I, NBA I don't want to ha- I don't want these guys to walk. You know, I want to have success this season. And I think if we don't get far this season, I think obviously Brett Brown, I, I don't think, is the guy right now, but you're not going to fire your coach in the middle of the playoffs. No. You know what I mean? Absolutely I not, think these guys are going to walk if we don't go far. And I still think they might. Yeah, especially Butler. I just think Butler's unhappy. Yeah, he wants to, be, he wants to go somewhere. Yeah. I would think he wants to be the guy somewhere else. But to your question, I would 110% would love Jay Wright. He's got two national championships, respected, especially in Philly. He's like a legend now in Philly. Um, and he's a great coach. He's a great guy. He works well with the players. I think it would be a great fit. And, and me personally, I've always valued college basketball coaches more than I do NBA coaches. The reason Because they get more personal with you, you know, on a personal level. Not only, not only that, but I also look at it from a schematic standpoint of view. NBA coaches, you're working with the same talent just about every year. With college, you're working with different guys. Constant adjustment. It's a constant adjustment. You're constantly changing things up. You're constantly having to change up, you know, who plays what, how many minutes, things like that. And I think that's why I wouldn't mind Jay Wright coming here. Yeah. Because we've seen how he can change the dynamic of an offense. Yeah. Now, yes, granted, Nova didn't go very far this year. No. In the tournament, but they, they did lose like five, four, four or five starters from that team last year. Correct, but they still went back and they were still competitive. Yeah. That's the most important part. Yes. Even with young guys, for the most part, taking up that squad. Yeah, that's what I like. I actually, I think that's a great and Tanner, that's a great point. I, I think if we were to come up with a coach I, and Jay Wright for me would be high on that list if, if he was an opportunity if, if he got the opportunity. Um, I don't know. A lot of people are like college coaches in the NBA don't like that transition if you don't have any experience. Right, but. At this point now, I just don't. 
I, I try to give him Brett Brown the benefit of the doubt. I continue to try to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's going to work out. You know, we got the talent to do this. Just let him figure it out. I just think the guys don't listen to him. I just think they don't respond to him. No. You know, I, I, they're just kind of like, oh, all right, like this guy's talking to us again. Like he's been like he's been here all year. He just won't shut up. I feel like, especially Butler and you know even Embiid and Simmons might be getting sick of it at this point. I mean, I just don't think he hit from a schematic standpoint mm-hmm. and from an adjustment standpoint that he does he just doesn't make the adjustment. I mean I'm watching I'm sitting there in the crowd this season I'm like Jonathan Simmons can't play like he, he can't play but he's out there and I'm, I'm saying like two minutes go by he's still out there I'm like Jonathan Simmons can't play another turnover and oh. then eventually he'll get taken out of the game I guess my argument with that is who else you gonna put in there anybody who else anybody that's anybody it's my argument with Harold Terra and Edge Rapp. somebody <laughs> in this world somebody in this world is better <laughs> flat out I just want to say just you know I'm just sitting back I'm just trying to take all this in and trying to look beyond the game and what I mean by that is the people and I think it's just purely a maturity thing as far as the stars of this team I don't I want Joel Embiid I, Joel Embiid certainly has the talent to run a team so does Ben Simmons. More so with Ben than Joel, I feel like there is an immaturity thing there. And I know it might be a cop-out answer. It might just be an easy answer. But that's what I feel like I'm seeing. And also the stuff with Jimmy I it, it, and all these butting heads. We didn't have this problem last year. No. I, is, what, what do you think it is? I, is Butler just like... It, you think Butler's well, messing up the chemistry? Wasn't there a whole thing earlier this year with uh, Embiid and Butler were butting heads, but they eventually got over it? Do you think? So? I, I mean, it's a whole narrative thing, yeah. But if that is the case, I feel like that's what's happening right now again, just because it's the playoffs, tensions are high, and it's leading to I don't want to say a, a potential collapse. I think if Covington was a little bit better on the offensive end, you know, he could he had stretches where he he was supposed to be a three point shooter, yeah, right, and and he just would go cold. And, yeah, and he was so good on defense. But I just think if he was a better skilled all around offensive player, Sarge for me was fine. I was I'm not yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah, Sarge. He, he, he could play some defense. He can stretch that floor from the from the four from the four not like number four on the floor, and he can stretch it. Um, I just think if Covington was a little bit more skilled offensively, this we wouldn't be having this conversation with with the whole. But I just think the way last season ended, I feel like we were like, you know what, let's go out and just get star power and bring it in here. I just think. The way looking back on this, even when when the Butler trim down, we were like, "Thank God, like we don't have to we don't have the Covington and the Sarge again." Right. But we didn't really think in hindsight, like, man, in the that future, bench. this might, you know, the whole bench situation. Correct. And even even the fact that how collective, like everybody loves Sarge, especially like everybody in the Philly area. Like he wasn't like any star or anything, but he no. was popular. Everybody loved the guy because he played hard. Exactly. And I just feel like that may have messed up the chemistry and and where we are today. Yeah, the, the end of this road. It that, that's, look another, good. that's another thing. These guys are young, and these guys have friends, and you know we just look at them as athletes. And you just traded my best friend away. Now, then again, I'm paying you a million dollars, millions of dollars yeah. to play a game. I'm paying Correct. you millions of dollars to win, and that's my mentality. Now, yep. I know, I understand that's your mentality, but these are people. Too. You're right. You're absolutely and, correct. And it's a whole. I think you said it earlier, Max. It's it, or no, it was Tanner. A whole mind game. This is as as it's as big of a game. The mind game is as big as the physical game, and when your mind is not right, you will not perform. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. I, I think, and that's great from a personal standpoint, mm-hmm. the, per, the people, the person, how close they are. Yeah. They all kind of came in together. Mm-hmm. This whole thing started 
Covington was like the lone guy who's been there his longest tenure. But they all kind of, when we got good and we all took that next step, they all kind of did it together. Yeah. And now it's broken apart. And now we got guys filling this. So I'm just, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can turn it around. I know we scored 145 the other night. I'm hoping we can turn this around. Let's transition to some football talk now. Oh, going right. Yeah. There's some. There's Russell some. Wilson's contract extension, 140 mil. Thank God. That is the highest current contract in the NFL, if I'm not Listen mistaken. Listen to this. Every second he gets $1.10. Every second? Every second. Seriously? Every day, 95890 Dude, see, that's next level math. You're not going to get any place else, people. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that Tanner Nollis right there. The math whiz. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm 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 happy for Russell Wilson. I do really like Russell Wilson, and I'm glad he's out there because I don't want to face him that much. I really didn't think he was going back to Seattle. I thought he didn't want to play there anymore. Honestly, I thought he was going to New York. That's what a I team, honestly thought. A team that I thought he was going to go to, the New York Giants. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. If he would have came to the Giants and we had to face him two times a year, man. With the Giants extending Shepard's contract. Oh and, my goodness. But who's on defense for the Giants? They got Peppers. I mean, that's. I mean, all that is true, but that's still Russell Wilson, man. Like he gives us fits every single time we face him. Yes, I don't understand it, and he gets us all the time with the zone read. That's the one thing I've never understood. And defensive end, stand your butt out there. Don't don't let anything to the outside. Okay, that is your primary job on a zone read. Force everything to the inside. Yep. Let the defensive tackles clean it up. I kind of I like the fact that he went back to Seattle. I didn't. I kind of like watching him playing this yeah. in a Seattle uniform. And you know, he not, we don't see him a lot. Some, I mean, some other every exactly. other year, or every three years. Exactly. Um, what I'm and saying. I, I, you know, another thing. I don't think they. I still don't think they have nothing to be better than us. No. You know, if he leaves, then Seattle's kind of taken out of the picture. But even at this point, that they still have him. I still think we have more talent than they do. So it doesn't scare <laughs> me. Man, and if Russell Wilson were to have left that team, that team would have fought, fell apart because he was—he is the glue that holds that whole oh, locker definitely. room together. Yes, because and there was again me with these narratives. There was all those things about the team is falling apart. Nobody, you know, especially when all the defensive players. Left. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and you know how the locker room was falling apart, and it was Russell Wilson keeping them all together. And I, I, I'm happy for Russell Wilson. I'm happy for the Seahawks. I'm just glad I don't have to see him that much. Yeah, 100%. Amen. We also have some Juju and AB drama. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm a little outside of this. What happened? It actually, it actually started. Antonio Brown happened to come across a – this was a fan. No, no professional saying this, but a fan calling Juju Smith-Schuster the most valuable player of 2018 Steelers. Okay. <laughs> and Antonio commented – Boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the <laughs> yeah. year. Everyone went blind, busy making guys famous. Not enough reality these days. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I seen that. And Listen, then, I heard Juju was trying to. He was trying to ask a B question, especially when he first came into the league. Really, yeah, he really actually respected was. him. He respected Antonio him. Antonio Brown actually posted a DM that Juju sent him. He said, "Listen, any pointers you have, I'm." Um, I'm going into the draft this year. I really admire your playing skills. This is back when Juju was at USC. Yeah, right? yeah, dude, that's that's the most beautiful thing you could possibly do as a young athlete. And AB, I don't know what the heck is going on with him. I don't know who's in his head. I don't know what's going on in his. Right. Head. I don't. What is he thinking? Listen, he's I, attacking Ben. I know, he's I know. attacking Juju. What? What These is the matter with Ben, especially who's been close to his whole yeah. career? He's ben already Roethlis- overstaying his his stay he in is. Oakland, and he hasn't played a game yet. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is the reason why you even have a doggone career. You're a sixth round pick, exactly. And I, yeah, go ahead, Tanner. Juju's really 
mature about this, and I personally don't think Antonio Brown is mature at all. He just wants money. He he says he didn't even have to play. Right. It's just, but Juju's really taking thing. this in a mature Listen, way. P- Pittsburgh's better off with Juju. He says, all I ever did was show that man love and respect for the moment I got in the league. I was generally happy with him when he got that big contract, and he takes shots on social media. Yeah. And, and, and then I hear AB is also taking shots, you know, at other teams and other and other uh, athletes as well. Listen, A.B. is going to face a linebacker in the middle of the field, and he is going to get smacked Vontez Perfect style. And I hate <laughs> saying that. I don't mean to laugh at that, and I don't mean to make a joke about that because that's not funny. But if he keeps running off with the mouth, he is going to get smacked over the middle. Why? Because that's what us defensive players do. You run your mouth, you get smacked up. And that's period. As a matter of fact, Juju actually stood up for Antonio when he got, I'm pretty sure it was perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And risked getting suspended. Yeah. He did get suspended. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I've never been the big, a big AB fan. I I know how talented he's been in the past, but I've never been a huge fan of him as a person. And I always thought he was talented, but a lot of people talk about him being the best receiver in the league. And I disagree with that. I think DeAndre Hopkins and Julio are better than him. Um, But from, from this standpoint, he has, again, like Tanner said, he hasn't played a game in Oakland yet. And, no. and I just feel like every single little thing that he has an opinion about, he just has the wrong opinion about. He he speaks his mind, and it's never in a positive way. You no. never you never see him having anything positive. If he has an opinion on something, it's always negative, and always tries to basically tries to tell people no. how great AB is and how bad everybody else is. Now he's already affected the team that hasn't played yet. These players <laughs> that know they're going to be playing with him are scared to do anything around him or see anything, or they'll get caught out on social media. It's already ruining how they play the game before they play the game. Yeah. I, what, did, I, I, what did I say about social media from Jump Street, especially when it comes to AB? I know, Chris, you, I think a couple episodes ago, you brought up, you know, what, what, you know, I like a trade, you know, here to the Eagles. And I'm like, no, no, because he's not worth the drama. I don't have, listen, I don't know, I hate social media. I'm just, just my personal opinion. I'm the rare young person that hates social media, but I use it to promote this show and I use it to promote other things that have, that I have going on. That's what I use it for. I don't use it to attack people. If I got a problem with somebody, I'm going to face them face to face. What AB is doing is cowardly. And I hate that out of athletes, especially because you play in a violent sport. You play in a sport where somebody can punish you for saying something outlandish. Yeah. Why do you continue running off with your mouth? Listen, once Derek Carr throws a bad pass and AB, you're going to see him like he all he wanted was that big contract. He really, I mean, he didn't care where he went. Obviously, it wasn't going to be in Pittsburgh, but he's like, you know what, John John Green not there in Oakland. Oh, okay, I'll take this massive contract. But Derek Carr, we all know how not good, Derek Carr is not that good of a quarterback. No, and I don't know how when when that first pass is overthrown or you know out of bounds. It was not. It's you know short or. Not in the in a great spot, you know. The second he is not receiving balls from a potential Hall of Fame, pro, hall, hall of Famer, yeah, or, or, you can argue no that Ben Roethlisberger is no a Hall of Famer. Yes, the second he st- he starts receiving balls from a quarterback that is not nearly as talented as no, Brady. no, yeah, and yeah, he's going to take it all out on him, and all that's going to do is mess with his mind. It's it's a whole it's a whole bad First, thing. First, Oakland's just uh, as a whole. Like, look, look at the situation. Whole they have the whole stadium situation going out. The yeah. whole money. No one even wants to. No one's really come out to see him play. I mean, when they're trying to get that new stadium, and they have, they're, first of all, not that talented, you know, no. to begin with. Now they have AB. I just think if you're a Raiders fan right now, you're you're just scratching your head. That just, ah, just listen, athletes, keep your mouth shut, please. I'm telling you this. I've never been an athlete. Came close, but listen. 
just keep your mouth shut, especially if you're on offense. As defensive, as a former defensive player, we love when y'all run your mouth. Because the minute you come into our our territory, oh, you're going to feel this. Yeah. Whether you're going to get smacked up or I'm going to sit on your chest. Either way, <laughs> you are going to get this business. A.B., please, I'm begging you. Because I do think you're a great wide receiver. I don't know what's gotten into your head, but please shut up. So who'd you play for? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go that far. Oh, okay. It's not the point. All right. The point is, you get smacked up at every level. It really don't matter. All right, let's end. It. Let's end the show on some Eagles talk. I just want to get this out here real quick. Oh man! Now some of the schedule has started leaking out. The schedule officially doesn't come out until eight o'clock tonight, but some of the schedule has been leaked out um it's rumored so far that we will face washington week one and week two we're going to face atlanta on sunday night football now the game one's at the link the right? game one's going to be at the and link the game two will be in, in atlanta yeah. correct okay now we will face the patriots have a bye in week 10 and then play the eagles in week 11 where on november 17th the link yes that's going to be here okay so we're going to the patriots are going to play us here um, weeks week eleven, and we will host the Jets in week five, and week fourteen the Giants are going to face us on Monday Night Football here. I just love getting to play the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets. <laughs> God, I love automatic wins. Yeah, but I the, love them. Yeah, but the Patriots ain't exactly an automatic win. I'm no, just no, saying. No, I just yeah. every year we talk about oh they're going to win this game. It never goes the way we expect it to. And then you guys don't exactly have you know in y'all pig y'all goat anymore. So you know. Listen, I'm, Carson, I'm just saying. Not y'all. Do you see that Carson contract that's gonna ha- it could happen in the future? Could be yeah. six years, 150 million, 50 million of a guarantee. Dude, that is crazy. Zach Ertz was nice enough to restructure his contract. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he was nice enough to restructure. Yes, he was. I'm fine yeah, with I mean, it if he can stay healthy. I'm fine I agree. with it if he can stay healthy. I agree with that. I'm, I'm not mad at that statement. Schedule what? Back to talking about the schedule. I'm excited to see these revenge games. Um, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Antonio Brown, and he, even the Browns and the Giants, if they play. Browns and oh, yeah, that, oh, I agree. The different uniforms, different key players, especially right, on, yes. their, on their former teams. You know, yeah, so. teams will be looking very different this season. Raiders, Pittsburgh. I just can't wait yeah. to watch them, the first Browns game. The, all those new names, the yeah. OBJ. Be, very yes. excited to That's going to be Browns. crazy. That's um, going to be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch, I, man. Baker Mayfield with with those two guys, Landry and Odell. I, oh man. my god! I know, and don't forget I know, about Kareem Hunt in the backfield. I, I, I know when some he gets those, back from that suspension. And I know some of those fans that are still on cloud nine. I know they're still doing this. I know. I know. Hey, vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Hey man, sip on, brother, sip on. I'll, I'll, I'll take a water. <laughs> I got to drive. <laughs> That's true. I got apple juice. I'm uh, good. Hey. Sorry. Didn't mean to take the show from you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 you guys I, I, going back and forth. Because yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. Those, guys, those Cleveland fans, they've been in dead last for how many years? Now exactly. they're finally going to get some great talent. And I, that first game at the dog pound. Yes. Does anyone have any vents? That's what I was going to ask. Oh, or man. are we dropping that? Uh, I th- No, no, no. Because I got one. All right, go ahead. Well, okay. You guys, got are 10 minutes all left. Go going, you guys are all going to disagree with me. I'm going to make the argument about why I think hockey is the best sport. Oh, boy. You lost me. <laughs> this oh, year, hear him out. Hear him out. Hear him out. No, this year we just witnessed a team 
uh, have the best regular season, uh, tied with the best regular season of all time. Mm. That team just got swept yesterday. <laughs> the Tampa the Bay playoffs. Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. I, mm. Dude, and that team oh, is no! so ta- Dude, that team is so talented. I'm, okay, I'm not Nikita even kidding. Nikita Kucherov, Steven, I mean, the Stamkos, Stamkos, yeah. Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, Palat. Dude, I, I'm, they, they're, they're, they do a bracket thing where mm-hmm. they, you can do with a bunch of people. I'm in two. One with eight people, one with 20. The one with eight people, everyone chose Tampa Bay to win. The one with 20, 19 people chose Tampa Bay. And they had the, they had the highest record, the best record by far, right? But they tied the best record, all regular season record all time. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and how could you not? And they just got swept. That's so my point is... That is, it's the most unpredictable sport. You have no clue what's going to happen. I just love. As I know the Flyers aren't in this year. No, I, I agree. I dude. agree. What, what you're saying from your point, yeah. I, I I think that the, the play. Yeah, I think that the hockey playoffs, for, from from what my opinion, mm. are one of the most fun to watch. Just because you don't know. Dude. I mean, you, as no the NBA clue. playoffs. I mean, we how many? I, mean, I turned on the TV last yeah, night. That's true. The we Magic know. are losing I, by third. I mean, there's so those early round games are so meaningless. That, I I mean, dude. Yeah, that's the thing. It's almost. Predictable. It's almost predictable. Yeah, Whereas with like hockey, the, the Penguins just get swept too. I wasn't Penguin, expecting the that. The Penguins just got swept. Freaking Sidney Crosby yeah. just got swept. Yeah. Oh, the Islanders. And there's some good so teams great. going on. And as long and dude, as long as like if Boston loses, then I don't it's care. It's about who damn wins. time. Because Boston. If, if Toronto's very good. And Toronto's in the West, great. I like the, the Blues. They're playing well. The, the Vegas. Blues. Vegas is playing well. Cup final is going to be Vegas. We're going to go Vegas Islanders. You think? Oh the Islanders God. are playing well. Dude, Barry Trot- I, wouldn't that be something? Barry Trotz dude, leaves Barry Washington Trotz and then goes to Washington New York and then he wins. And wins another cup. That would be that would be incredible. What if they match up? Washington and New York, Washington, they match up? They, can they match up in, in the, in the conference, conference finals? finals? Can they? Yeah. If, if the, if, yeah, Washington would have to beat the Islanders. No. Yeah. No. Never mind. Don't Listen, worry when, about when, it. when the Flyers are playing well and they're in the playoffs, no, I'll they, sit down and I watch. I mean, it just it's, for me, it's so fun. For me being a sport guy in general. And even watching when I, when the Flyers aren't playing, it gets it just it's t- get, taken up a notch. They semifinals, would, they, okay. they would meet in the semifinals. Just the the intensity gets taken up a notch, and you see that every minute of the game, they're out. The guys are going all out. It's also the fastest sport. You, you know what? I do have a rant. It's not sports related, but I do have a rant. My um, my stupidity. No, for once it's not. For once, <laughs> you say some real outlandish some, is it things. Something, is something, we got something new in the life of T over here. No, no, no. It's not not nothing like that. It's just something that's starting to irritate me now. Um, listen, people, okay. it's 50, 60 something degrees. Okay, I understand. You know, spring is basically here, and I know everybody's excited because you know we're getting warmer weather. But the warmer weather ain't here yet, people. Why am I still seeing y'all in shorts? Why are y'all in shorts already? What is the matter with you? I'm getting sick looking at you. As a matter of fact. I think there's somebody walking by right now with shorts on. There is. I'm, I'm sick of this, there man. Hey, What's so, the matter with y'all? T, I think you need to cool off. I think you should put it's some shorts on. No, I'm not putting hey. those shorts on. Yeah, turn up that AC in your car. No. Right. What? No. I, I, I don't know. You seem pretty heated right I, now. I'm not. I'm, this is me being calm right now. All right. Right. All right. All I'm saying is it's not warm enough for y'all to start wearing shorts. All right. All right. All right. Well, maybe next show we'll have shorts on talking about the <laughs> Uh, just all right, people. Oh, next no. week, a lot of NFL draft talk. Oh, We're just eight days week. away. That's gonna be great. Where we got all Tyler of our teams come back. Go. It's Where about we, damn time. Who yeah, the Cardinals take number one overall? Oh, that man. and more next week. Make sure you're back here. Four to five. Backstreet Sports. Peace. I'm going nowhere else. See ya. Action.
Wait, cut.